Welcome to the Security Sessions podcast, brought to you by Talist and hosted by me, Nera Jones. In this podcast series, we'll be discussing the technologies, people, and processes behind information security and delving into topics like data security, remote access, and digital transformation. We'll be speaking to Talis and industry experts to bring you fresh perspectives on how to navigate the world of cloud security. Today, episode 7 is entitled More Digital, More Cloud, To Trust or Not To Trust. And have I got some fantastic news today? There was so much to talk about that episode 7 will be in two parts. So this will be part 1. More digital will mean more cloud. Now in the second year, the COVID-19 pandemic has prompted an acceleration in the adoption of cloud technologies by IT leaders worldwide. And this looks set to continue for the foreseeable future. Previously, organizations primarily looked at new application development and deployments for cloud, taking a cloud-first approach. However, many have now pivoted towards a cloud-now approach. Today, I have two fantastic guests, Chris Harris, EMEA Technical Director at Thales, and Vaughn Stewart, VP Technology Alliance Partners at Pure Storage. Welcome to Chris and Vaughn. Could you please briefly introduce yourself, starting with you, Chris? Hi, Nera. Um, thanks for the invitation to speak today. Yes, I've I've been involved in encryption and PKI and crypto for, for probably the last 25 years, starting with some of the earliest PKI-enabled smart cards and, and then kind of moving into hardware security modules, key management, and, and ultimately cloud protection. Um, I've been here at Talis through a, a number of acquisitions, four or five, I've kind of lost count, uh, for more than 20 years. And here I lead a, a large team of sales engineers. And of course, uh, one of the things that we get to see is many of the challenges and trends uh, that are happening today, um, which definitely includes cloud migration. So I'm looking forward to the discussion today. Thank you, Chris. Vaughn. Nira, thank you for inviting me to join. Uh, uh, good afternoon, good morning, good evening to your audience, depending on what time they're listening to this podcast. Uh, my name is Vaughn Stewart. I'm a vice president of Global Technology Alliances here at Pure Storage. And Talus has been one of our partners within the security space. Um, uh, I've got 20 plus years in infrastructure technologies, and I think my role on this podcast is going to be talking about the evolution of ev uh, infrastructure technologies to be more secure uh, and in better support of cloud-based initiatives. And so uh, just a little teaser there to where I'm probably going to go with some of these conversations. And talking about evolution, Vaughn, um, what evidence have you seen of this uh, modern practice of cloud now approach? And what are some of the real challenges for companies taking the cloud now approach in your experience? Great question. Um, I think it was clear that we saw cloud now approach through 2020, but I don't know that it's um, it's going to be a longstanding initiative. And what I mean by this is there's a lot of data that shows that customers have been on a, on a hybrid strategy um, and that hybrid was growing. But I think COVID broke the operational model that a lot of organizations had uh, with um, companies and organizations having to comply with law, local laws and restrictions 
it made access to data centers uh, difficult for many uh, and impossible for some. And I think that really drove uh, an increased use in cloud-provided services. Uh, I don't think every inf- uh, every technology company was impacted the same. Um, uh, some of the things that we had built into our products, for example, uh, allows customers to adopt our technology and have it remotely installed. And, and obviously, if it's, if it's if it's physical hardware, it has to be you know uh, unboxed and cabled up into the data center. But from that point forward. Uh, we were able to support a number of very large organizations, including uh, cloud providers and mobile communication companies, um, with uh, being able to scale their needs to support a more robust uh, and demanding uh, mobile workforce as we went through COVID by being able to have this these remote capabilities already inherently built into uh, our products. Uh, I think as we look at where we're at in terms of vaccine distribution globally, I uh, I think we have a, a expectation that as we go through the, this latter half of this year, things will start to return back to a normal balance. And I, and I think maybe the Cloud Now initiative just kind of goes back to a cloud first kind of initiative. But that's my perspective and we'll see how it shakes out. That's interesting. And Chris, what is your perspective of uh, some of the challenges that you've observed with this? Yeah, I agree with with much of what Vaughn said. And, and we're seeing um, a lot of the same things. I mean, for sure, if if we put COVID to one side, you know, certainly different organizations take different paths and we see that. So if you're, if you're a startup, uh, you know, uh, now there's no way on earth you're going to think about having a data center. You know, that's just not going to be on the sheet of paper where you're, you're writing your business plan. You're going to go straight to the cloud. Um, whereas traditional organizations, and, and we work with a lot of them, you know, we work with a lot of banks and financial organizations who are typically um, quite reluctant to to kind of dip their toe into this new technology, you know, and you saw them start to test with a couple of steps forward. Uh, and then, yeah, they, they kind of move to a cloud-first strategy for, for new products uh, or for new projects. But now they're, they're really talking about cloud migration and, and they really are taking this seriously. Um, for, for sure, the way that people work has changed in this past year. And it's not unexpected that the way people go about doing their work is going to change as well. So as Vaughn said, you know, why why would you send a team of people to a data center if you could if you could buy that as a service? Um, but but it's not universal. You know, we are seeing an increase in hybrid, you know, very much. Um, where an organization is making use of a cloud uh, or a cloud service or a cloud technology, or they've uh, they've put a workload into the cloud, um, but not the entire part of it. So there's still part of it that they're holding within their own environment. And that might be for a performance reason, it might be for redundancy, uh, or, or often it's for security. And they're, they're looking at separating um, some aspect of their, their security provision to, uh, to enhance um, some of the controls that they can put in place. Uh, and, and even, you know, we, we are seeing some interest in, in cloud repatriation, you know, the, the opposite of moving to the cloud, where people are moving back from the cloud. But that's, uh, I don't think that's really a, um, you know, a strategic thing that's usually on a, on, on a workload by workload basis, where, where an organization has tried something, it's just not effective in the cloud, and so they're looking at, uh, they're looking at moving it back. But, but the challenge we're seeing, really, I suppose, is that, that 
that things are almost too easy. You know, you asked about the challenges for, for companies. And I would question whether sometimes the right amount of thought has, has gone into what they're planning. Because when you're buying a cloud service these days, it's it's like ordering from a restaurant menu. You know, you're like, yeah, we'll take some uh, I don't know, some storage, some backup, you know, we'll have the, some IPs, security. Yeah, you tick a checkbox. And these checkboxes, you know, they don't necessarily provide you with with what you think, what they expect. They literally are, you know, a checkbox, maybe a couple of questions and off you go. And it's really important for an organization to understand what's right for, for both itself and, and for, its, uh, for its data, I suppose, which is the important thing. Um, when I think about cloud providers, they often give you a lot of out-of-the-box controls, you know, encryption operation, uh, encryption options that you can turn on uh, to protect your data. And this might work for, for smaller or, you know, maybe even some medium organizations, but but often these simple options sacrifice control. I mean, if we're talking about encryption, and, and for sure, you know, that's that's kind of my, my specialist area. Um, some encryption is better than no encryption, but uh, you end up in a situation where the cloud providers are holding the keys to the data. And and, and again, that, that is a challenge that an organization really needs to to appreciate and and think. It's it's important to remember the fundamentals that with encryption, all you're really doing is transferring the risk from from the data to an encryption key. You know, whereas before you're worried about who has access to your data, who could grab a copy, uh, where the backups are, who could use it. Now you've got those same worries, but you've just got them about your encryption keys instead, which is a, a simpler thing maybe to get your head around because there's less of them. But it, it can become quite involved and complicated, you know, when you start to think about uh, key management and and key control. And and picking up on the, on the point you you made, Chris, in terms of uh, uh, it, it's not a one size fits all approach. And uh, you mentioned that you've uh, seen some organization actually uh, moving back from from the cloud and uh, and indeed security, as with most digital services, still remains a, a potential barrier to. To adoption. You're listening to the Thales Security Sessions podcast, episode seven, more digital, more cloud to trust or not to trust. This is part one. This week, the news have been dominated by the Microsoft Exchange server hack, and we will see the fallout of that one for a little while yet. We also saw the hack of Fastways Couriers in Ireland, where cyber criminals stole the details of more than 440,000 online deliveries. So fraud is definitely on the increase. And now back to our Security Sessions podcast, Episode 7. More digital, more cloud, to trust or not to trust, Part one with Chris Harris and Vaughn Stewart. So you you mentioned you're probably shifting the responsibility from the actual data to the encryption keys. So what more can the industry do to foster trust in the cloud? And I'll start with you, Chris, again, following on from the previous question, uh, and, and then we move on to Vaughn. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. There is a perception and probably a reality of complexity and, and uncertainty. Um, within the cloud, especially around security. 
and part of this is because usually there's there's a real lack of transparency within the cloud. Added to complexity, it can make it really difficult to get a, a full and clear picture of what's happening once your data enters. Now, that problem isn't unique to the cloud, and I'm sure there are many organizations who are equally unsure about the, the kind of granular detail of, of parts of their own on-premises architecture. But I think that this has been recognized and, and we are seeing some steps being taken to, to make this simpler. Like you said, we, we mentioned that encrypting data moves the risk to the key. And so the protection of that key becomes uh, the most important consideration for an organization moving to the cloud. And we're seeing uh, an increasing number of key management options becoming available from, from cloud players. As a default, if you, uh, you know, turn on cloud encryption, uh, you know, kind of inver- in inverted commas, then the cloud provider is going to be holding that decryption key. If somebody comes along and knocks on the door with a warrant and, and asks for your data or the key, um, if there's a, a vulnerability in, in part of, you know, what is really a massive software stack, um, or if a, a cloud administrator goes rogue and it's happened, uh, then then your data is at risk, you know. And so we've we've seen a lot of the cloud providers add support for some form of customer sourced key, usually called bring your own key. Um, and this is where you, as an organization, take a key to the cloud. Uh, you know, it's a key that you've got knowledge of, you've got possession of it. Uh, and most importantly, probably it's one that you know was created in line with, you know, your company's best practices. Usually organizations have, you know, controls they want to put around key generation and key storage. Uh, and then the next level up from that, and, and again, something we're starting to see more of in the market is some kind of customer managed encryption key. And this is a lot of names, actually, sometimes external uh, externally managed, it's called, sometimes it's double key encryption. Sometimes it's uh, hold your own key or bring your own encryption. Uh, and they're all kind of the same thing. You know, in, in this scenario, the customer holds their own key and carries out operations with that key. So encryption or signing, whatever it might be, on behalf of the cloud provider. And this gives you, you know, a really strong separation of the party holding the data, the cloud, and the party holding the key, which is you as an organization. And it gives you the ability to have you know, a really strong audit layer and detailed knowledge of, of when and why the cloud provider is re- uh, requesting access to, to your data. And so, you know, I, I think all of these things bring additional trust um, to the cloud and medium and, and the larger enterprises are, are all looking at how these sorts of things, particularly bring your own key and hold your own key, um, can be used together with the offerings provided, you know, natively from the cloud providers uh, to kind of bring that trust. And, and really, I think as a as an industry, you know, we need to make sure that these options are well defined, well supported, easy to use, and and really, and, and probably most importantly, backed by you know some excellent key management uh, techniques, I guess, to protect that key. Vaughan, what's your perspective on this? Yeah, I think Chris makes some really good points talking about key management and the options that are available. Um, I think when you start talking about operating in a, in a, in a cloud model, there's um, a common notion around having to operate in, in a, with a zero trust policy. Uh, this notion where we our attack surfaces are, are significantly larger than 
what they've they've had in the past. Um, and I think that the, the sometimes we underestimate the size or the pervasiveness of where we need to apply this zero trust policy. Um, and what I mean by that last statement is, is I think I think a lot of us look from a developer perspective, and um, as we look to cloud native architectures and distributed applications, we we're moving the emphasis away from a, 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 an organizational uh, determination around security, where you know you've got a the legacy model of a networking team and a compute and storage and application teams, and they've got to collaborate about launching a new application, and it's something that doesn't happen um, all that frequently to where we're in this ever-changing and evolving uh, cloud-native model, and a single developer can go procure all the infrastructure resources along with writing the code um, and bringing together the functions and API calls that are needed to uh, stand up uh, a new instance of, of an application or a service offering. And so um, let me give you an example here. Uh, we're all very common in our um, work lives and uh, more uh, more now than ever in our personal lives with the notions of like two-factor authentication, right? This notion that we want to have a high confidence by going to an external device to validate the identity of, of, of a user who's accessing services. Um, when you take and, and look at the success that we've had with two-factor authentication in this space around identity verification, uh, we have to look at our applications with the same level of scrutiny and start to look at the role that uh, disaggregated applications, applications that the functions make API calls to one another. Uh, where are we at in validating these APIs for their authenticity and ensuring that they are the, the, the APIs that we intend to connect and reach out to, right? So, uh, I, th I think you're seeing work done, being done in that space within Silicon Valley to add a, and I'm going to use air quotes here that your audience can't see, but to add two-factor authentication-like capabilities now to the next level, which is to ensure the identity um, who our APIs are communicating with. I think beyond that, um, we I'll go back to and, and apologies here, you know, coming from a from an infrastructure uh, vendor, pure storage. I think customers also need to look at at what's the the default operating model within the infrastructure technologies they're selecting. And what I mean by that is, are they inclusive and are they built with enhanced security mechanisms in, in them? Or is this an optional add-on feature that you've got to go configure and hope someone you know enables? Um, I think we focused a lot around key management, user access, you know, ensuring um, that we're protecting our, our, our edge devices and our perimeters. But we also have to look at what happens when these systems are breached. And sometimes the last line of defense there um, is the infrastructure technology itself, if it has security mechanisms built into them. So for a, for a example, storing all your, your data at rest when it's encrypted, um, from a physical infrastructure perspective, protects you from somebody actually getting physical access to your devices. But that same technology when we look at it from a storage software perspective and we put our storage software into the cloud so that customers can have this uh, ubiquitous framework of managing their applications regardless of on-prem or in the cloud, but it's securing that data and encrypting it in the cloud also protects you when you start having all these uh, cloud copies that are required for development and quality testing and staging 
as well as all your backups that might sit on a different storage platform, like it's S3 based, et cetera. You know, th- some of the best security that you can have in that space is, is if I delete that instance of the storage device, all the downstream data was, was encrypted and those keys are now gone. And, and if there's a human error and if there's data that didn't get captured in the deletion, at least it's inaccessible now. Um, and so I think, again, I think we focus um, a lot on network and security, application security, but I think we need to continue to focus on infrastructure to have this holistic view uh, going back to our zero trust policy. Absolutely. Thank you, Vaughn. And I thank you particularly for, for mentioning authentication on one of my, uh, one of my pet subjects, but also for mentioning API security. This is, uh, uh, an increasingly uh, important area of focus, especially uh, uh, in uh, in financial services, with developments such as uh, such as open banking and reliance on, on reliance on APIs. And I don't think we talk about uh, API security as much as uh, as we should, perhaps uh, in uh, in this new world. You've been listening to the Talis Security Sessions podcast, episode seven, part one. More digital, more cloud. To trust or not to trust? Watch out for episode 2 coming out soon. Thank you for listening. Love this episode of the Talus Security Sessions podcast? Search us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast service to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Be sure to visit us at cpl.talusgroup.com to access previous episodes bringing you insights from industry experts on the latest cloud and data security news and trends. Thank you for listening.